This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. अंग्रेज अपना लगान एंड न्यूज लॉन्ड्री अपना हफ्ता कभी नहीं छोड़ते आंधी आए तूफान आए सर कट जाए या मुंडी उड़े वेलकम टू न्यूज लॉन्ड्री हफ्ता इट हैज बीन अ पैक्ड वीक ऑफ न्यूज द कैंड ऑफ वीक दैट मेक्स ऑल न्यूज रूम्स ग्रोन और सिटम एंड एक्साइटमेंट इफ यूर रियल न्यूज जंकी बिफोर वी गेट ऑन टू ऑल दैट मेड न्यूज दिस वीक लेट मी इंट्रोड्यूस अ पैनल टू यू हेयर इन आर स्टूडियो मैनेजिंग एडिटर मधु त्रेहन हाई मधु हाई Sorry, editor in chief Madhu Trihan, managing editor the Panjana Pal. I mixed the two. We are oh, not interchangeable. Because usually you sit here and she sits there. So I, I'm starting I to write. I can see the resemblance now that you. <laughs> I wish there was a resemblance. They're confusing yeah. me by changing their seats. No, no, she's the one who works. The Panjana Pal. Hello. Anand Ranganathan, consulting editor and and uh, rebel with the cause, which we'll discuss a little later. Oh dear. And Hello. I accompanied him on one of his. Oh yes. Uh, foolhardy missions. <laughs> and we have TS Sudhir joining us from Hyderabad. Hi, TS. Hi. Uh, Sudhir, uh, for those of you uh, who've been reading news laundry and have who follow news for the last two decades, probably know him. In case you don't, he's a Hyderabad-based journalist. He's worked with TV Today Network. He's worked with NDTV, and now he uh, actually writes for several platforms. And he's also the author of Sanya Nehwal's biography. How's that going, by the way, Sudhir? Any new books you're working on? Any biographies? Ah, uh, not yet. They wanted me to do P. V. Sindhu's. Yeah, because you wrote some lovely pieces on her. Yeah, it's uh, it's a different ball game now. I didn't want to do do badminton biographies. Right. So I love the play on the word ball game, badminton, <laughs> shuttlecock. That, that's that's nice. Okay, this podcast is produced by Karthik Shaw and recorded by Anil Kumar. Thank you guys so much. Now, uh, before I kick off, uh, we I mean we're going to start with um, you know Jalalita's death. and all the news surrounding it and now some intrigue as well but before i kick off onto the news bandwagon can i please ask all our subscribers to subscribe to news laundry and help support independent media because when the public pays the public is served and when advertisers pay advertisers are served we need you guys to get involved to keep news independent um and also these days you know advertisement even though it's become cheaper because top rated celebrity models charge only rupees 500 per endorsement i believe <laughs> what where did you get that <laughs> well, that is the fine that is geo is liable to pay for using prime minister's mugshot to sell their product i think it's great i think we should use the prime minister's mugshot regularly well he may not pres- prosecute uh, mukesh bhai but trust me <laughs> but i digress please click on i pay to keep news free Or, subs- or the subscribe button and get onto our website www.newslaundry.com uh, that's where you'll find these two buttons become a subscriber also if you like to wear politics on your sleeve check out our nl store the link is below you will love our store whether you're a bhakt the secular a hippie with slightly sangi leanings uh, we have something for everyone and uh, not only will you get to wear your really cool t-shirts or mugs or merchandise on your sleeve but you'll also be supporting independent media So check out the NL store. You will love it. Now with the news, uh, Sudhir, let's start with you. Yep. Uh, this, I, I mean, I want to get into this straight away, and then you can tell us how you know, by and large, media that part of the country has reacted. We had a very <clears throat> spirited debate within the organization here, and I won't say who took what position. That sh- should one always wait for the official announcement of death? you know because some networks announced it there was speculation that she was dead but they're not going to say that and some people's position was that you can't just wait for an official version if there are other factors or there are other telltale signs that she might not be alive a reporter has to question it but it's very hard because the crowd will probably beat you up i just want to know in the context of jayalalitha 
all the confusion she's dead no she's not dead half mast no back on mast your views on that um i mean and then now uh, i'll tell you what happened on monday now monday sometime in the afternoon a little after around 12:31 i went inside the pool hospital met the people there who mattered and generally got a sense of how the atmosphere was there on the ground floor now, the ground floor was teeming with mlas all of them were there and i was told each one of them one of them was being called one by one to the second floor uh the grapevine was that they were being made to sign on a piece of paper which perhaps was to endorse o paneer selvam but i would take that with a pinch of salt i'm not so sure if that was really the agenda but that was what was happening the others were having lunch etc now what was on the second floor this was all happening on the ground floor i went only to the ground floor second floor was the access was only to shashikala and the minister that's where no jayalalitha was so they were called yes, to the floor yes. where jayalalitha was yes okay. one by one okay now uh, what that i mean from my limited knowledge of how medicine works uh 5 o'clock is when she suffered the cardiac arrest on sunday evening now of course now we have advancements in science which can ensure with the help of ecmo that an art i mean a heart assist device that you can be kept technically alive for x amount of time yeah. and that is precisely what was happening each one of them knew that once a plug was pulled off she would be no more Right. so the decision essentially was to see when and if the plug was to be pulled out what people at apollo told me was they will check about 24 hours later which is 5 o'clock on monday whether there is any kind of they will do a neurological assessment on jayalalitha hmm. if that is if that shows something positive they will continue with it if it does not show any positive signs then the final decision will have to be taken the sense i have is that the final decision was taken post 5 o'clock post that neurological assessment i see and that's when these guys were given but before that itself all these people were told to get their act together they need to look at life beyond jayalalitha and which is why this entire process was happening the other big indication of perhaps that the fact that jayalalitha had passed away before 11:30 pm which is what the official time recorded in the death certificate is I was there at the party office from about 6:30 at around 7:30 7:45 there were this huge three luxury buses which were parked outside which came and parked outside the party office they were to carry the 135 odd mlas to raj bhavan to mm. tell the governor that they have uh, endorsed o paneer selvam as the cm inside mlas meeting was already going on though paneer selvam and some senior ministers were not there which meant that even at 7:30 at least these people knew that there was going to be i mean they had to move on beyond no, yeah so so these are the two indications that i have which makes one makes me sure that yes there was some confusion about the actual time of her death two regional channels uh, went ahead with it announced it at around 5:30 in the evening there was pandemonium outside the apollo yeah, hospital and then there were tweets but in cases like this i would say much rather be safe and go when by when the official announcement comes but given the fact that conspiracy theories in any place especially in tamil nadu are extremely juicy lot of masala hmm. people obviously would like to believe and there are things which indicate that as well that she probably died much before 11:30 yeah madhu your view a um, two two questions i have one is whenever there's an economic crisis or news point everyone becomes an economist whenever there is a climate change crisis everyone becomes a scientist but there's a medical story too many people don't become doctors hey, i want to know what cuz you're married to a surgeon what is what is it that prevents people from giving medical advice cuz no one on twitter was saying why don't you check her this this you know econ- economics pe kuch sab apna maarte hain medicine ne kisi ne nahi mara and secondly on this issue 
does a reporter always wait for the official version and i will just point out that not that shivaru was saying anything he was just reporting from outside the hospital and one guy got really aggressive with him now i can understand that it's difficult to question the official version also because of fear of either i don't know the hospital being burned down your views on both these issues i think um particularly in this case i think it was every journalist's duty if possible to find out the actual time of death hmm. because um an uh, to be safe yes you wait for the official version but while you when you suspect that she's already dead and you're on the site of of uh, where it's happening mm. such as so many journalists i think it is our duty to find out at that point if you suspect that she's already passed away seeing the uh, buses seeing the mlas being herded here and there seeing the half mast all those were hints that she had passed away mm. I think it's our duty to find the truth. That what time did she die? But you think there's a risk because you know that someone may burn down the hospital. People may start beating you up if you question the that the doctor saying that he may be telling the telling lies. Well, I don't think you. If you have actually found out that she's passed away, mm. and you know for sure mm. you've seen it or you've seen her or you've spoken to a doctor that you can corroborate later. Mm. If you have that kind of evidence and you know for sure that she's dead and they haven't given the evidence, I think you have to take that risk. You if you are beaten up you whatever but if you know for sure mm. that she has passed away and they're covering up i think as a journalist it's our duty to announce it mm. if you know for sure i can i'm not saying that if you're speculating or if you just see buses you just see the flag sure. that's not enough right but, but if, if you know, given those hints no, the point and then your duty is to smuggle yourself into the hospital mm. your duty is to then figure out what's happening inside you try to get someone to tell you the truth and if you've got that if you've got the truth i think you have to go with it um dipanjana your view um i would wait for a confirmation particularly in a case of uh, someone like jayalalitha mm. given you know the kind of uh, public support that she's had the kind of manic frenzy that has erupted in the past when something's happened to her so you're saying in in But, interest of safety yeah in the interest of safety and accuracy i mean we every time we put out a uh, an a news item that goes on to be proven wrong we take a hit in our credibility that's one of the reasons why media does need to be a little careful but that said i do think that this particular case was markedly low on questions we still don't know really what happened to jayalalitha at least in uh, north india english centric media we don't and uh, sudhi that would be interesting has there been speculation about you know what happened to the amma actual actual death vasu did a story where he kind of claims that there is a version that she was already dead by 5 uh, on ndtv shrinivas anjan but the local media sudhir have they said anything no the local media tandi tv was the one which first went on air at around 5:30 that she was dead in fact the flag going half mast was a reaction to the tandi tv uh, breaking news happening i see obviously they react because tandi tv is a respectable channel in tamil nadu and it has major so credibility there it has credibility so uh, they obviously thought they got it right and uh, that's how the sequence of events happened now the polum top management told me at 12:30 1 o'clock that her condition her chances of survival are very bleak which is what we broke 
on India today that her chances of survival are very bleak. That, right. You know, they do not really give her much of a chance. And she's, I mean, even the previous night when I was asking the people at Apollo, they said it, she's not just critical, she's much more than critical. So they, they really did not have much of a hope that she would actually survive this cardiac arrest. The, 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 the window of 24 hours was given to both the police and the politicians essentially for this, to get their act together, to ensure against law and order. Right from the beginning, we knew that the announcement will be made only late at night. Because right. if they had made the announcement, if actually they had made the announcement at 5.30, like Tandi TV had flashed, people coming back home from work, people, I mean, shops hour, will be yeah. looted, all kinds of vandalism can happen. And it has happened in the past in Tamil Nadu. Chennai has been witness to this, right. post-MGR death. So they obviously wouldn't want to take a chance. In fact, I would say that the two-hour window between 10 and 12, they actually sanitized the entire place, removed all the ADMK workers from there. So I think in terms of law and order handling, they actually, the administration handled it pretty well. Anand, your views on Could I this? just ask a question, sure, please, Sudhir? Please. Um, yeah, I mean, I was surprised that, like clockwork precision, the kind of administration that fixed everything in such a way that there was no violence, it was amazing, really amazing how they handled everything. It was clockwork, absolutely. But I want to ask a question which sort of comes from American type of journalism, which would be asked. That the kind, Sudhir, the kind of uh, meticulous preparedness that one saw in the in the glass casket, uh, the coffin itself, the wooden carving, the name carved out, everything. Is it possible for that to have been done in eight hours? Wouldn't you presume uh, that this was all prepared at least a week before? Well, uh, this was given uh, to a professional casket maker who apparently keeps sizes of all, I mean, all caskets of all sizes kind of ready is what I was told. In fact, the the um, problem that he had was that he could not pol he didn't get enough time to polish it, so the the, the casket did not really have much of a sheen to it, uh, which would have befitted someone of Jalta stature. So, uh, but yes, those kind of doubts do come whether that that's good enough time. I'm I really do not know how much time is really required to prepare a casket of that size and you know with all that ornamentation. But yes, uh, they do say uh, the, I forget the name of the manufacturer. They do say that they had little time, but they still managed to actually deliver it by one o'clock on Monday, right. uh, Tuesday. One o'clock on Tuesday is when one p.m. on Tuesday is when the casket was Afternoon. delivered. What about the to, glass uh, casket? Because that is not a common thing readily available. That has to. That's not. No ordinary person has it. That has to have been made before. I believe. It, um, I, I, again, I'm not very sure about where the glass casket comes from, but. Uh, uh, the carriageway was made available by the defense ministry, so I don't know whether it comes as part of that. Mm. Uh, we, one needs to check on that. Uh, maybe but the yes, defense uh, ministry has them. Yeah, probably the defense. The carriageway was made because they had a carriageway in Coimbatore, in Hyderabad. Both of them would not have been able to make it. And then it was flown in by the defense ministry after Venkanaidu spoke to Manohar Parikar. Mm. Anand, your view on this entire improbability? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, just a couple of points. I think one, maybe I'd like to ask Madhu this. You know, I think um, I do agree with the Panchana, which is that one should go by the um, the official version. But more than that, the uh, what is the medical version, which is that clinical, clinically dead. So um, 
I remember, Abhinandan, we've had this discussion you hmm. know, a couple of days ago that what actually constitutes as clinically dead? That's a fascinating question so, because in different countries, it's a different thing. Right. Um, just to give you an example, why did the first heart transplant take place in South Africa? Because of their rules of what is considered dead. So a person, you know, obviously there are technologically, there were far more superior people in the United States who were doing exemplary work and, and really... Um, uh, edgy technology in terms of heart transplant and were ready to do it in Stanford as well as in Texas and in New York. But nobody had done it because of the very stringent rules of what a person is. I mean, death. what constitutes a dead person. So in, in America, unless a person is brain dead, lung dead, heart dead, it's not that person is not considered dead. In then you all be three. alive like for forever, forever. in America. So Sorry, mother, you mean all three or just all three, one? All three, all three, all three, all three have to be like non-functioning. So it's uh, uh, it's not that common. It wasn't that common to find that kind of a patient, uh, a, a person who had died who would match the patient's uh, profile and extract to match their body it part. and extract the body part at the right time. So obviously, then America was following the rules, and therefore they did not do the first heart transplant. However, in South Africa, it was their rules are very different, particularly for black citizens. Okay. Oh, fascinating. So if it is a black person. Or was at that time. Was, now I'm sure it's different. Yeah. If it was a black person, uh, they have a rule that if within 24 hours, if their heart stops, if they are uh, like, if they're not breathing, just leave it at that. If they're not breathing and they don't put a uh, uh, life, support, life support system in and say an accident victim, they have to look for the kin for 24 hours. They have to announce to the world, whether whichever media, that this person is lying in hospital. If no kin comes forward for 24 hours, then they are allowed to do whatever they wish to the body. So then they could extract it. So the thing is that what constitutes death in every country is different. It I'm also sure in India is, is completely grey, so that the Babu gray. can figure out what he wants to do at that particular time, like most of our Which laws. is why in India, people have been extremely circumscribed about doing heart transplants. Although technically they may be uh, uh, fully equipped to do it, they would think a hundred times before doing a heart transplant because there are all these ethical and moral issues about what constitutes death. Actually, you know, I had done, uh, you know, I don't claim to be as well-versed in medicine as probably Dr. Trehan. Uh, but, you know, uh, we did a film on organ donation. Sorry, did you say probably? <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of slipped in, you know, like very casually. I, I probably don't know as much as Dr. <laughs> you know, we did this yes, right. film. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we did, uh, you know, but I'll just say this and I want to question, I, we did actually answer from Sudhir, which we haven't got yet, but uh, the, the, we basically there was this organization that wanted to put out this public awareness announcement encouraging people to do organ donations sign up for organ donations so they wanted us to make a public uh, awareness spot for that so bef before that they you know made us watch a lot of films and read a lot about you know this is what it is so in that i remember there was one section which told us that when blood flow stops to the brain even for like a few seconds the brain starts dying like those cells they turn into mush so instead of a semi-solid it becomes like this gooey liquid so your if your lungs and your heart are still on a life support device they'll be breathing but there is no chance you can ever come back. There is mush in your head. There's nothing there. Now, when, and that is the ideal 
you can keep that body alive for as long as you want and then harvest its organs as and when you now if i don't know sudhir if you could just tell me so, i don't know uh, was this a, uh, someone had tweeted that she was given cpr cpr kehte na kya kehte when someone goes in for 40 minutes before they put her on the machine yes 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 i only had tweeted that's what the apollo top management told me that she was given cpr for 40 minutes and i was also told it was quality cpr that would mean sorry uh, wait quality cpr that would mean that they are giving that shock okay you know yes. when they put the two and hmm. when it did not have the desired results that's when she was put on what is called the ecmo uh, cpr right. but again there is a hitch with that that ecmo is also something which you cannot kind of prolong it for a very um, long period of time you cannot have it for a long period of time because then the process of weaning the patient away from ecmo is also uh, impossible it, it, I mean, the even if there's a the chance then the body yeah. loses its ability to actually function on exactly. its own right so what i don't understand so that, is uh, that is what has happened so 40 minutes it was confirmed to me by the top management that they gave cpr for uh, 40 minutes they in fact considered very lucky that actually she collapsed she had a cardiac arrest while the critical care doctor was there inside uh, with her in the room so in that sense they were pretty lucky and he saw the parameters going down he saw her sinking and that's when they rushed in the entire thing so now, now, uh, but on, yes uh, on that i would have liked you know um, when the doctors like dr trehan was on on air a few times uh, and i saw him giving his comment on it and i think a lot of doctors including dr trehan what they said kind of suggested to me that they were saying okay fine you can keep her on the machine but it, it's highly unlikely anything's going to happen but of course no doctor is going to say say that without seeing the patient but if someone has been in pretty much a dead state for 40 minutes is there any chance i would have liked that because that would put a doctor in a position to give a very clear answer that no you can chances of recovery or chances revival. there is nothing there if your brain no, hasn't it's also because of that that they had to do the neurological assessment to see whether there has been any damage to the brain oh i see minutes they were only doing cpr it it ecmo was put only after that so they needed to do an assessment a neurological assessment whether there had been any damage during those 40 critical minutes but and surely i mean the question was, it begs a crucial begs a medical question as to what is the maximum uh prescribed time limit for you to do yeah. a cpr i mean 40, yeah, 40 minutes, minutes seems, seems a bit stretched unbelievably stretched i mean also you know, at the end of that they <clears throat> came to the conclusion that neurologically she was still sound Oh, there was a possibility no, of recovery. The neurological assessment was done only the next day, uh, post five o'clock, after twenty-four hours. Yeah. So was the did the Apollo management ever come out with what was actually ailing her for these seventy odd days that she was in hospital? Yeah, yeah. See, during the, the after the initial cover-up when they said that she was only suffering from fever and dehydration, hmm. the moment Dr. Richard Beale came, everyone knew that she was critical because he is. a critical care uh, surgeon mm, mm. she was basically suffering from acute respiratory distress syndrome um, which essentially means problems in breathing right and all the i mean like i was speaking to one person who was part of the critical care team and he said that and one of the reasons why apollo was not going gungo even while she was uh, improving um, sitting up interacting with the nurses interacting with the doctors was because he himself told me that i have seen patients making remarkable recovery and then i have lost patients within a span of 5 to 6 hours they just sink and there is no way you can save them mm. so we do not want to give the world hope that she is absolutely fine and getting out i mean just days before she gets out and then we find that she actually collapses one day but this is precisely what has happened and that particular doctor even told me that even if she gets out of apollo 
she won't survive for more than a year right right so sorry but acute respiratory disorder is a symptom a right syndrome, ards right so it's a symptom we don't know the cause it's a uh, it's a it's a respiratory problem obviously caused by um, whatever i mean i I'm, i'm not medically qualified to talk about what right. could have led to causing ards but what complicated the scene for her was because she was acutely diabetic hmm. um, hypertension weight issues and the fact that she was 68 right so all that just added uh, made the problem more medical problem more complicated okay now five it was multiple the- organ uh, issues basically with it kidney, can lead to multiple with kidney yeah kidneys diabetes and i think when you have diabetes everything is okay uh, sudhir has to you know carry on but before you go sudhir if you got another 5 7 minutes hmm. uh, can you tell us you know you've covered the south for a long time you're a journalist with many years experience what made jalaritha so special and so big you know in the sense that uh, other chief ministers have died is it just because we have 24 hour channels now that she was i mean for pretty much 36 hours there was nothing on any channel except jalaritha now um and i'm not saying this flippantly in the sense that you know delhi media has been accused of you know really choosing one news item for so long ki aur kuch ho hi nahi raha but i can't imagine a mulayam singh falling ill this happening or you know is there something special about jalaritha is it just because it's the first time this happened since 24 hour channel what what makes her such a big deal Well, if we talk of television channels going overboard, I think Salman Khan's verdict took the cake because that went on for more than two days. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, but as far as Delta, see, I I was constantly remembering the day NTR died in January 1996. Hmm. That would have been even bigger news because NTR died within what six to seven months after he was toppled in that palace coup. I mean, that was real masala in that sense because there are so many layers. In this case, there was nothing of the sort, but. having said that delta was a larger than life figure the kind of uh, devotion the kind of loyalty that she evoked among the people and much of it i would say genuinely you see people women especially even men breaking down crying collapsing falling on the ground and your first instinct to say ki are they doing a drama then you realize it's not actually drama because many of them actually feel very overcome with grief for instance i met this lady at her um, uh, at the spot where she had been laid to rest the next morning and she said something very interesting for instance she said she takes care of us like our own parent would for instance uh, from the time uh, even before a child is born uh, the entire thing of you know going to the hospital then the entire kit of the baby being gone in the hospital along with a mosquito net along with clothes to hold that pad to hold the baby she plans it so well and then when the child goes bigger if it's a girl for her marriage the gold ornaments then the post delivery the hospital everything is taken care of so dmk didn't it, come it, up with any such schemes all these schemes are only ai dmk schemes it's it's all jailed uh, it's all happened between 2011 and 2016 all this amma schemes which she launched which made her into a brand amma so there is that feeling there is that feeling of connect that here is someone who actually cares for us so you may think that it's a bit like robin hood that you know you focus on this welfare programs for the poor and stuff like that mm. but they did have a connection it's essentially one of the reasons why she actually managed to come back to power in may 2016 also the fact that because everything is named after her it manages to create a connect for instance if you go to the house of home of any aidmk supporter in rural tamil nadu you will find jalalta's photograph in the puja room along with the photographs of other deities wow okay 
so you know call her call her demi call it a demigod status or whatever but she has managed to earn that kind of a status even though she is not the typical accessible politician she does not step out of home um it is only office and secretariat in the last um, couple of years she wouldn't go anywhere most of the project inaugurations would be done by video conferencing she has defied every rule in the book and yet managed to actually achieve so much this kind of uh, an aura and this kind of uh, um, uh, the scenes that we saw after her death so in that sense quite an amazing politician lot of uh, drawbacks also in fact many people uh, a couple of industries now told me that we hope that there will be some change because there is no access to the people who mattered in government none at all yeah, madhu had you a question for you sudhir madhu had a question yeah. for you uh sudhir i would like to like to ask you that in this uh, system that she created uh, giving uh, scholarships um you know really he- yeah, yeah really all this uh, free meals rice ye wo everything pharmacies tell me as a system would it work for a state to do this in the sense that is it a successful model in terms of looking beyond that it makes people happy does it work as a system should it be done in every state where every poor person is taken care of in the same way economically it doesn't make sense because tamil nadu is under a huge debt burden but politically it makes sense as a welfare state if you go by the definition of a welfare state it would also make sense because there are a whole lot of urban poor in particular in fact these amma canteens in particular have done very well in the towns and the cities but there are huge a huge population of urban poor who would be very happy to get a full meal hygienic hygienically made clean meal at a plate of at 5 rupees so this is something which manages to create a connect so politically great success economically no uh, should other states uh, emulate it they are actually doing it already for instance in both telangana and andhra pradesh in andhra pradesh uh, chandrababu naidu has started anna canteens named after ntr in telangana the hyderabad municipal corporation has a similar scheme of a meal for 5 rupees so they do realize that there is space for doing something like this what jayalata managed to create successfully was a brand which carried her name and face everywhere so but the is it economically sustainable was very very strong is it economically sustainable well a lot of the budget goes from the municipal uh, bodies budget you have amma water um, amma cement i mean she's there in almost every sphere of activity it is not economically feasible which is because it creates a huge hole in the state exchequer which is why they need to look at other means of actually making money the revenue generation has to be much more stringent Uh, for actually feeding um, uh, these kind of uh, welfare programs they used to get that from uh, the um, tasmak the liquor shops but now with her promise to actually phase out um, uh, uh, drinking also um, uh, in tamil nadu in a phased manner that revenue will also start drying up so that is going to be a big problem economically i say say it's not a good idea at all to kind of give these kind of freebies welfare programs welfare agenda whatever you may call it but in terms okay. of a connect between the government of the day and the uh, poor it does make that huge impact right thanks so much sudhir for joining us and uh, your you. coverage was pretty spectacular it was a exhausting two days for you i'm sure thank you thank you thank you, thank you. okay now we will move on to demonetization because it's the uh, before i week. do so just a yes. couple of minutes i want to Please, you know i'm just uh, take your time i think we live in a very strange probably a parallel world that is that we are kind of relieved when a person dies a natural death hmm 
that we believe thank god there were no riots thank yeah. god you know i think it's such a strange How thing i was just yeah i mean uh, you know and the other thing is it's like uh, you know i remember a woody allen quote he says uh, what a lovely kind gentle person he was and it was a lovely funeral so it is almost as if you know everyone almost forgets the uh, you know or forgives or forgets i don't know what uh what the real jalalita was okay let it be for another week 10 days i don't know i mean you know and it's 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 strange for me because i just written a piece on castro castro in fact we have a letter right? about that i'll i'll read that yeah. out and i want and your response and now i find that. exactly the same thing happening with jalalita people forgetting as what madhu said i mean uh, tamil nadu has the second highest uh, debt per capita next only to maharashtra and uh, ever since jalalita came uh, uh, came to power i think it's risen by 98% so obviously this is unsustainable that is not to say that welfare schemes are not uh, to be made or not to be uh, implemented but the fact is you this demagoguery at at taken an insane level i mean everything is named after amma, amma. Hmm? and but then I mean, uh, the psychofancy uh, it's just i don't know this is a make believe is i mean i i would and say even stalin has not achieved what amma achieved but i right? someone wrote a piece on her relation with the press that how she was so autocratic and no you know tamil nadu yeah, media another guts to uh, did I, did i read that was there on a comment on twitter or was it a piece you can't even tell these days it was a comment uh, there is one uh, piece something along the lines of uh, the her relationship with the press that's on news minute but yes i've read that correct but and it's in fact, not I entirely found, uh, it's not entirely critical a journalist really. actually praising amma's uh, interaction or her kind of behavior with the with the press so here's this is how thing. other politicians should interaction exactly you know yeah we have one who's so, interacted with her madhu what was yeah, your experience <laughs> with jalalita like you, you know my interview once. with her was before she uh, attained cult status hmm. so it was a very different kind of interview interview but she still had a certain amount of arrogance so to first of all to teach us a lesson she made us wait for two days this was in the early 90s yeah. late 80s yeah she had just won an election in, hmm. as a, a member of the assembly that's hmm. all and uh, she successfully Uh, dislodged janaki hmm um who is beyond incompetent so and uh, and janaki was mgr's, MGR's wife. wife wife and um so she i think it was possibly the only interview nobody was bothered about her in the north nobody really gave much importance but even then she made us wait for two days hmm. and um but when and then she showed me around the house and everything and a lot of pictures of herself as a young girl a lot of her school trophies her film stills uh i didn't see any picture of mgr really no and uh and then she was she gave a really good what i would call a good journalistic interview hmm. in the sense that she was almost confiding in me what happened after mgr's death hmm. and how she said uh he she had uh, i think it's been uh, we wrote it in news laundry that uh, she told me that after he died before he died he had told her that she will be she should be chief minister and she says it was i'll never forget the an- analogy she made she says it's like somebody handing you a gift box and before i could lay my hands on it it was snatched away meaning janki's supporters t- took it away mm. so um and uh, also she was Uh, extremely open very relaxed very open extremely articulate as she always was 
and there was no antagonism but i think there was no I, like you know you journalist this you journalist but that but i think nothing. the attacks on her post you know that entire episode when in the assembly she was attacked by the dmk mlas and her saree was torn i think that changed and what i have heard about her earlier life in Bo- not bollywood but in the film industry the film industry even the context of the Bra- marlon brando story hmm. um is a male dominated industry and in the south dirty picture has enough about yeah. that it's not we get a very sanitized version of it so as a woman you probably toughen up and become extremely cynical and hard uh, i can understand as that as it has happen. happened with rekha in as fact as it happened with rekha so uh, but this is a good place to go into this mail actually um, anand because what you were talking about this gentleman has asked Sorry, exactly just to that. finish up in 10 seconds which is that you know today <laughs> i have heard that uh, 77 Uh, people have committed suicide have died have no, died. no they've died have died it's not all okay, not so suicide not, have died uh, of heart died. attacks or this but right. you know this is a question mark because even when they say that 80 people have died because of demonetization mm, yeah. there is no there's no way you can give evidence that whether those guys would have died sure. anyway for some other heart disease sure, but uh, so what, to what blame it on a surrounding this, yeah. uh, you know is a little a bit of a stretch but what i meant was if i mean obviously i'm Maybe, I'm never maybe, going to be in that situation. No, but, but I would Anand, be so as pained. a scientist, maybe yeah. one should compare the same number of deaths of last year in that particular week. Mm. Maybe they're the same. Yeah, we don't know that. Right. Okay. This is an email from Sahil Ognawala. Hello, team. I'm a regular listener of News Laundry Hafta, and I'm a subscriber. I'm not usually much for Abhidhanan's liberal, which is not the same thing as being leftist perspectives on freedom of issues. I find myself in agreement with him on. most personality or cult to his own and my own fault discussions in that regard i'm writing this apropos to your panel discussion apropos apropos to your panel discussion and anand ranganathan's view on castro and che i think this last week we discussed remember anand the yes, so yes. when i was going before this week's hafta i had also read anand's obituary of fidel castro and couldn't help but chuckle remembering the obituary he wrote of bal thakre in 2012 For a fascist Thackeray, in Anand's own words, he had the choicest of words exonerating his populist calls for violence by vehemently dismissing his crimes in inverted commas for not being proven in a court of law, but does not extend the same courtesy to Fidel Castro. Why? I find it hard to believe that he is indeed more hostile to communists, as Manisha claimed, simply because he hasn't been able to defend the opposite. In order to prove my point, I'd extend Manisha's Modi's comparison by simply asking if there is any world leader, living or dead, who he'd be willing to write an amiable obituary for Obama? Question mark. Among other things. uh for ren- reneging 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 on reneging on his guantanamo bay promises where torture and suicides are everyday stories lee kuan yew for his inefficient ineffectiveness in dealing with 1964 race riots which led to many nets ronald reagan whose rule incidentally coincided with fidel castro's in cuba and under whose rule tens of thousands of lgbt people suffered and died from aids because reagan took no measure to combat aids crisis as he thought aids a punishment for god upon gays um so If communism inevitably leads to dictatorship, then bourgeois democracy also inevitably leads to exploitation of millions by crony capitalists, and we don't have to accept either ideology blindly. Best regards, Sahil Ognawala. Nice. Okay, so, so, is there anyone who you nice would write letter. a good obituary for? Very difficult. I mean, I, I, I do not. I mean, per se, you know my opinion of yes. politicians, okay? Because huh. they're all the time they're you know, lying, huh. and they're liars. But to come back to you know, a couple of things, I'd like to say. I mean, he, he mentioned the piece about Bal Thakre. it was in fact i would uh, request him to read that again it was anything but fawning in fact it was the opposite it was a cry and if i remember it right it was about 3 4 years ago i don't remember when he passed away and my views on bal thakre are very clear i mean he was a goon of the first order i have no qualms in saying that 
बट आई फर्मली बिलीव दैट अ मैन इज इनोसेंट अंटिल प्रोक्लेम्ड गिल्टी एंड देयर द रीजन वाई आई से इट वॉज अ क्राई वॉज बिकॉज आई ऑल्सो ब्रॉट इन जगदीश टाइटलर एंड आई से दैट इवन जगदीश टाइटलर इज इनोसेंट सो दैट द कॉन्टेक्सट ऑफ द पीस वॉज दैट that here we have a man who has obviously you know in But front of you not in front of you created in a democratically elected uh, uh, democratically elected system he has done this and he has escaped justice so the peace was on how you can escape justice for 30 years bal thakre's case yeah ah, in the case of castro and che it they were dictators it was not a democratically elected thing where they would pass go through a judge i mean they had their own courts and they would you know so th- there's a huge difference okay there. so you can write into us uh, sahil i hope that answer was i mean for sufficient. example i think yeah i think one other thing that she mentioned was i think manisha isn't here hmm. but i can ask you hmm. i mean do you for example uh, you know consider modi a mass murderer no i don't consider mass murderer but hmm. there is i think there is a lot between mass murderer like this calling someone a mass murderer or a killer or a fascist i don't think modi is a fascist and again i qualify not because he doesn't want to be i do believe he'd love to be but india's too complex for anyone to try to entertain right, those thoughts so i don't call him a mass murderer but if you ask me but do you me, accept the supreme court sit judgment on him well i haven't read the judgment in full but going by what i have seen over the last many years of reportage and including speeches of his following that when he made that statement which he cannot deny because that's video because many other statements he denies is hum panch hamare 25 provoking hindus against muslims i believe he could have stopped the riots but because politically it was wise of him to let that bhadas out he let it go i believe that yes now does that make him a mass murderer or not is up to someone else but yes that's what i believe just like i believe that rajiv gandhi was not a mass murderer but if someone wants to call him that he knew what was happening in the streets of delhi and he wanted it to happen and he let it happen hmm That, and the responsibility it. certainly rests on in both cases on Gandhi and Modi's shoulders for what <coughs> okay. happened. Okay. You can write into us at contact at news laundry uh for any you know advice or critique you have. You can leave your abuse on Twitter. And uh I have one more request that if you are too cheap to subscribe uh but yet want a fantastic merchandise, you know we have t-shirts and we have mugs which are really cool. check out our nl store you can either just pay for it and buy those things or you can use our news social sharing function uh, the instruction of that are also below it's this red oval with with uh, just before with the twitter and the facebook sharing logos and the top 3 influencers who have got us who have shared our articles and posts will be rewarded with one merchandise of your choice every month so that's another way you can earn the merchandise without actually paying for it moving on i've just remembered about the question about obituary who's would you write in fact if i can if i'm permitted to say so i have written <laughs> on uh, nelson mandela yes so on that you can't find of yes in fact I, not one you've written two pieces on mandela i, I mean i remember two maybe you've written more Uh, one was no. of course uh, you know he hadn't died i think this is when he was yes, unwell you wrote that yes it was that how would the obituary, would be? The obituary yeah. be i remember that he would that. be reading his obituary yeah but then you wrote one more piece i mean i uh, yeah i know you're a huge nelson mandela fan uh, okay now we'll talk about demonetization because this is the fourth week and we tried to avoid it last sorry, week sorry is it d or re <laughs> <laughs> it's a month 
month. It's a month. Month it anniversary. Deserves, exactly. Uh, oh, it's an anniversary. No. It deserves you know, commemoration. Course, yes. It's not an anniversary. Anniversary yeah, is uh, an annual thing. So it's a anniversary. It's a anniversary. So today, when Modi was talking about it, he's calling it re-monetization. It reminded me of some MBA type has told him, yeah, demonetization to bad pit gaya. It's a subgibul. Kya kare? So rather than say, sir, product badal do, they said, sir, isko ab demonetization bolte, re-monetization bolte. You know, let's not call this. Uh, uh, le- le- let's not call this tissue paper. Let's call it soft, smooth, uh, <laughs> water-absorbent device. You know. So we did actually speak to a couple of people to find out whether remonetization is an actual word, hmm. and it turns out it kind of is. Hmm. All right. It's not in the dictionary. Well, neither is neither demonetization, but it's a it's an accepted economics term. And as it turns out, demonetization was the wrong term to use to begin with because that implies the entire currency has been replaced. So that is why I was telling so you, was RBI is not legally using that That's term. why RBI is not legally. Actually, yeah. Anand was saying that the, the you know governor actually will come to the this entire remonetization, demonetization. But talking discussion. of, I mean, uh, you know, I found an interesting new uh, word added to the lexicon, which is I've heard of this deplaning. You know, Eros yes. always mm. saying that deep-laning. the new thing of emplaning. What is emplaning? Have you heard this? They no. use it. So uh, passengers would be uh, emplaning from one to. So it's the opposite of deplaning. Is now okay when you get on board, you emplane. Uh, oh my god! Yeah. But uh, the other thing that demonetization, courtesy Narendra Modi's Twitter, that I have learnt is that there is such a thing as the neo middle class. Oh, he had yes. used that about four or five years ago. How can you have a new middle class? It's between the lower middle class and the middle class. He used that. No, In fact, he coined neo, that term. The meaning of the word or neo... Or they just watched The Matrix too many times. Neo is not yet middle class, but it's from the lower middle class. It's in between. What does the term really mean, neo? It's like mezzanine flow. <laughs> no, it's mezzanine flow. It's a mezzanine so middle class. It means it's now in the Neo means revived form of neo George like neo fascism neo something sorry slip of the tongue slip of the tongue there PMO आपकी मन की बात तो trend करती है but uh, before we get into the rest of the demonetization or remonetization debate <coughs> today's song I'll play in parts throughout <laughs> because we are dedicating it to demonetization because as I sat home listening to this गजल I thought it was very appropriate for demonetization now the context is that now that it seems clear that it has been a disaster as far as the data is concerned anand could you just tell us how much money has come and how much is expected yeah so right now it's till yesterday it was 11.5 lakh crores of demonetized currency that has come back has come back to the banks hmm. that's all they're saying 14. or 15.1 according to the latest figures uh, uh, was the circulating currency but at that time they said 14.65 because the rbi figures were 14.17 right. then the, in the lok sabha they said actually it's 15 point something okay. so out of 15.1 uh, 11.5 is already in into the banks so they haven't yet got it from the post offices and from petrol, petrol pumps pump. from uh, so three weeks are still left so there's a chance yes. that more currency will come in than existed yes. in the first yeah. yes. can i explain that a little bit what i heard yeah. yesterday huh that one of the reasons why more currency has come in is because the banks are making a killing yes uh what has happened is that people are coming in even with fake currency notes in tied up in thaddis now all the currency that is being put in is, is going to be destroyed it's just thaddis lying over there so they won't they check could which be is fake which is not. fake or not so their banks are taking the fake currency getting a cut out of it and even 
like as Indian Jugaad would go, even the cops outside, say the SHO discovered that they are doing this, he goes into the bank and he says, you are doing this, you'd give me a cut, a cut also, otherwise you're... And so downwards to the constable. So everyone is in on the take. And this is why... So this, this is actually, when he said, we'll have 15-15 lakhs in everyone's account, this was his plan. <laughs> no, but but also, you know, just, just 10 seconds further on this, it is not to say that there wasn't I don't know how substantial black money in the economy. I mean, mm. the point is, it has come back to the banks because of Jandhan accounts being used mm. for this, uh, you know, laundering. And also the government, when it was so worried, you know, I think 8 lakh crores had already come in. Mm. Then they hastily changed their rules yes. and say that now if you deposit your black money, you will pay only 50%, 50% penalty. Yeah. So a lot of money that has now come into out of that 11.5 is actually black money, right. which the government earlier thought, or in fact, SBI, correct, you know, uh, to correct myself, thought that two and a half to three lakh crores but the thing is that you know uh, <laughs> quite literally with this fake currency coming in and if it exceeds how much money there was literally Sarkar ko lene ke dene pad gaye you know quite literally so just this is this guzzle so the context is when something fails spectacularly but the evidence of that comes slowly so arz hai sarakte jaye hai रुख से नकाब आहिस्ता आहिस्ता निकलता रहा है आफताब आहिस्ता आहिस्ता वाह सो नाउ नाउ ऑन दिस आई जस्ट लाइक टू टॉक अबाउट आई जस्ट टेल यू द थ्री फोर थिंग्स वी नीड टू डिस्कस वन इज the non-invitation of some news platforms to the RBI presser, Economist, BBC, ANI, First Post, someone invited. Is that a big deal or is it not? News laundry. News laundry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Donald Trump's time person of the year. Modi won the popular vote but didn't become time person. Is it a big deal? Is it not? Um, and uh, the other thing I want to discuss was Kejriwal's tweet to Rajdeep. After Rajdeep's tweet about Kejriwal's interview, it was very interesting. But before I come to that, I just have a word of advice for our journalist friends, our anchors and stuff. You that know, reminds me, you didn't give a lot of money, so maybe this is the moment, the gali, word nahin. of advice. No, no, it's a PG-13 podcast oh, okay. today. Oh, okay. Oh, it? Okay. It? <laughs> 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 no, 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 So, you know, we like to have, like, we get Sudhir, we get Jaggi, we get, you know, journalists from all over the country to take part in the hafta so that we get perspectives everywhere. Now, I don't know whether many of you journalists know, many of you had PR teams, I didn't even know journalists had PR teams. We've got a call more than once that why don't you get so-and-so, we represent them, PR team. So we are happy to have you on the hafta. But you as journalists, I don't know whether you know, we will not name you because you may not know what your PR team does. Never call and say, please call him. These are the questions he'll answer. This is what you should talk about, these awards. But you cannot make fun of the owner in this, you cannot talk about this, you cannot talk about that. Because is it learning from Sonia's? So if, I mean, model. first of all, if you're representing a journalist, if the journalist knows about that, fucking shame on you. Good. Okay? And I just like to remind you that there's a gentleman by the name of Narendra Damodardas Modi who had come with certain conditions and the person I write, Madhut Rehan, gave up the interview rather than out to those, those conditions. So if you little Jonas think your PR team can call us and say we'll appear on the hafta, but you can ask us this and not ask us this, piss off. But 
if you want to come and chat we are nice to everybody we have decent discussions you're most welcome we give coffee and green tea also yeah and we also get peanut butter sandwiches sometimes mm-hmm. if you're very nice so uh madhu that ghazal for ahista ahista spectacular failure but the evidence is coming slowly slowly <laughs> but you know look just just to add before madhu comes in you know, the sly that so now as we were discussing this earlier now modi ji to hamesha jab jate hain to you know in only in front of 100000 people he will talk about demonetization or remonetization you know hath khade ho ke aap ha kahiye you know basically and uh, urjit patel apart from yesterday uh, you know besides yesterday he's quiet now it's all the job of the secretaries they are being pushed to the fore to talk about you know all this thing and one of the uh, the sound bites was that in the last 3 years we haven't put in as much new currency or currency as we have in the last uh, 15 days or 20 days of 19 billion currency notes and everyone suddenly thought oh wow look cash is coming in i mean this is like ridiculous because just imagine if you have uh, he didn't specify the type of denomination so if you have 19 billion 100 rupee notes that's 1.9 lakh crores right and you've demonetized 14.7 lakh crores so and uh, like, you know only about 20% of the demonetized currency has been you know brought in yeah remonetized <laughs> so i don't know what they're talking about they have no idea and the pain It's will just... be another 6 months oh yes absolutely um absolutely, but yeah. um uh, dj do you have any views on this entire people who are invited or not invited do you think it is sinister as the rbi says there is just not enough in a space for everybody this room ain't big enough for both of us fats so you know the old what's stop being sizeist but um <laughs> no here's the thing did this room suddenly shrink <laughs> because economist insists that they've always been invited mm. ani also says they've always been invited and it's true we ani we know <laughs> even if we haven't followed the economist for um mm. updates of rbi press conferences we do know that ani gives these to us bbc well believable that they were always on the list suddenly why are you not on them i mean and and why are you suddenly going to a smaller room for a press conference fact, i don't understand the story on this so first post NDTV, Economist, all these people asked to be. They said no. There's not enough room for all all of you. Shruti is doing a story on that. It'll be up. All the people who were not invited, all who were invited, and how big was the room? Madhu, is it about giving access, or you think by chance, hello, these guys are not? No, no. I think it's totally about access. Um, I think it's very serious. It's not a small thing. Uh, the minute they start playing journalists like this, and they've been doing it from the time this came into power. and i decried i think it's really horrible that um you are given access according to whether you're positive or negative and it's it's an old story because they have been as we've done stories i also wrote about it yes uh, <laughs> about anand's line is contagious yeah <laughs> uh about how they have 400 people working in one unit on on tv and electronic media to be monitored uh, it all the websites are monitored twitter is monitored every single journalist is monitored and they're put into categories thrown in a bin of pro negative positive negative and neutral um that by itself should tell you what this their attitude towards journalists journalists is hmm. and i think um uh, journalists really have to get their act together to to stand by each other and not allow this to happen in fact more on that uh, but before that one more stanza from the ghazal maybe they were just too shy as jagjit singh says jawahone lage jab wo to humse 
कर लिया पर्दा जवान लगे जब वो तो हमसे कर लिया पर्दा हयात आई और शबाब so, I think neutral journalists have to take a stand. I, I think, you know, about access, all journalists, but I'll just explain that line. Here, I'm saying that when it's not good, when it's not good, when it's not good, so the government didn't want to talk to us. Haya is a metaphor for the failure. Haya yak lakhta hai. The failure was abrupt and sudden. Or is shabab ahista. The shabab is a metaphor for the evidence. <laughs> so the next answer will be on behalf of black money hoarders. But before that, um, person of the year, Madhu. Sorry, it's just before we go to person of the year, I just want to make one point that this RBI monetary policy review press conference that they did, hmm. it's worth keeping in mind that they had a 20-minute Q&A session after the announcements were made. And obviously, all the questions that were posed were related to demonetization, basically saying, sir, when are you going to stop this? Hmm. When will withdrawal limits go up? Not a single, single answer. clear answer. Yeah, and not no even persisted. on, not even on. Is there going to be a new rupees one thousand note? Not even there was the RBI governor saying that no, there's going to be nothing of the sort. No clarity. No journalist was pushing further. Maybe they weren't allowed to. I don't know what it was. Maybe they won't get an invitation next year. Maybe the room will shrink even, even more. more. Even more. But you know, I've. This is probably the first time. I'm going to propose a conspiracy theory. I remember the last time I did it was when I said man didn't land on the moon. But I mean, in this case, uh, you know, many people... Are, are you serious on that? No, you're joking. Okay. Just joking. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The laughter was a bit delayed and that kind of worried me. <laughs> but, you know, uh, Urjit Patel said hmm. he did not cut the interest rates. Hmm. Okay. And suddenly this, uh, you know, bandwagon of blind worshippers uh, said, Are dekho, RBI is not under the control of the government. So many people were saying RBI is going to be a, you know, a, 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 you know, a dog, yes, on a puppy on a leash. And now look, it isn't. So my conspiracy theory is that Patel said, Sir, there is a lot of money in the bank. Now there is liquidity. Now we give interest rate cards. I said, don't cut it now. If you cut it now, people will say, you know, it's you are a, under our this It's thing. a double psycho. So... <laughs> Now, I have no way to prove this conspiracy theory. No, you're not speaking but, you know, I mean, it is ridiculous for someone to say that, uh, look, uh, the bank is independent because uh, it did not cut the interest rate this time. That's just Again, ridiculous. our expectations are so bloody low yeah. about, from everything. But, you know, speaking of conspiracy theories, I just quickly want to go back to, before I read another mail, to uh, the Jalata yeah. issue. I was thinking, why has no AIADMK leader commented, you know, Srinivasan Jain did this story where they spoke to him off camera that they were taken to the basement, they were made to sign blank sheets of paper and they suspect she was dead at five. I mean, he's doing this story now. He's the only journalist who's done it. No one else is questioning that entire intrigue. And I was quite, he was obviously very excited about the story when he put it yesterday to Sonia Verma who was anchoring the show. And he thought she'd go on, he was live. So, okay, thank you. Now, moving on to the next story, I could see that. So, I think you want to say, dude, this, this is like kind of big story. Can we just stay with it? It was after a long time that there was actually real expression on his face yeah. on camera. Yeah. So, I was like, what? What? Is that it? Really? You don't want more about this? <laughs> but this is interesting because hmm. the other thing I noticed was in India today, in Shivaroor, um, 
the anchor person, I think her name is Padmaja, hmm. which, uh, how should I put it? Hmm. Politely. Politely, yes, Madhu. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> so, um, she basically doesn't get it, all right? Hmm. So, Shiva Roor is reporting and she's talking to him uh, on the OB van, whatever, she's talking to him. And suddenly, a whole lot of activity starts behind him. Hmm. Vans, like everything was still. And suddenly, there are vans, there are cars, there's red lights flashing, blue lights flashing and everything. And she can see this. So she comes, he's given his report and then she comes back to him and she says, okay, uh, uh, Shiv, can you give us a recap of the whole day? And completely ignoring that something big is happening. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying to myself, I look behind you. Mm -hmm. And uh, Shiv had the presence of mind by responding that, you know, uh, well, that's a little difficult to do to do the recap just now, mm. uh, but and that can be done at the end of the thing. For now, let me tell you what is happening. So, so he brought he, it back, and this happened a couple of times where uh, she on she was just missing everything that was happening. The other point where I can see where how a preconceived notion pushes an anchor person to a point where she's off reality of what is happening in factually in front of her. So everyone was prepared that there's going to be violence. There's mm. going to be people who are going to be beating up each other and they're or going to be... set the hospital on yeah, fire or Yeah, something. everyone was anticipating that. So that's planted in her head. A reporter over there says there was a minor scuffle. People were pushing and the police pushed them back and put them into line. And it wasn't like a major thing. It was just basically when happens in a crowd, it could happen in Republic Day Parade. It could happen in any Diwali Mela. It happens in India, all right? You go in a temple, this thing where people are pushing to get in. It was basically just that. It was not violence. But she got this report that there's been this minor scuffle between the thing. So then she asks this person on, uh, on the site, I think it was Shiv or somebody else. She says, well, has that violence that erupted been resolved between the between the AI DMK uh, supporters, supporters and, the and the police. Was that was that wait for first? How do you resolve a latija? It wasn't even a latija. How do you resolve it? The language chosen was so unjournalistic. This was a person who was, does not really belong on the desk. In the newsroom. But I like to ask you a question on this. Many times, I mean, I, I the reason I ask is this because of the events of the past three or four days. Do you feel? At all times, in a developing story, that it has to be 24 hours. I mean, what I what I mean is that many times, what I feel, they're I, repeating themselves. As, as, a, yeah, as, as, a, as a viewer, I I get much more information out through uh, half an hour or hourly bulletins than I do when I'm constantly watching. Hmm. Uh, you know, the event no, unfolding. In this do you case, I would, would no, be as a journalist, I can, mm-hmm. I'm not saying as an average view, as a journalist, I like the every minute Continuous. because I want to know if something develops suddenly. I'd like to know what's going on. So that's my taste. I wouldn't say whether it's the correct thing to do because obviously there is a saturation point where people get fed up and bored. But for me, I think it's a great thing but to have. But the world it works. Journalists I mean, need to collect themselves also. Yeah, but I mean, you know, but no, the other thing that I found, noticed in the coverage that there is a disconnect between the North Indian anchors and uh, uh, what was happening on the ground. They didn't get it. They really missed it. I found many of them, two in particular, looked extraordinarily happy throughout it. Cheerful, uh, bouncy. You know, I mean, this is a moment where a, a major leader that is dearly loved has passed away, just get your, you know, uh, 
presence of mind together. There's, there's Israel, so yes, now, it's a halla gulla laila, now what do you think? Chamba dumba. Matlab, achha, wah, mahal zara, matlab, carnival type mahal hota, no, na, come on, <laughs> you know, somebody, it was too much of a, the, I think, the anchors in, in, based in Delhi displayed, they just did not connect either with the people of Chennai or with what was happening or even the Chennai-based reporters because the Chennai-based reporters, Shiv comes from there, he speaks Shivarur, he speaks the language, from Vasu there. speaks the language and he got some great interviews on, uh, you know, in their own language and it was, and he was translating. It was remarkable that the guys on the, f on the ground were doing a great job. The, rip the anchor persons were like, you know, election time. Okay, we have one more email. This one is from Pratik Sachan. Hi, News Laundry Hafta team. I'm Pratik, an engineer, an engineering student by compulsion, news junkie by choice, listening to news, debates, and related podcasts. Is my idea of entertainment, so I've been following News Laundry since its inception. Like other listeners, I would like to resume your old, I would like you to resume your old Hobigart and cleaners if possible. You haven't even produced any new shows of I Agree recently, which I consider a really good concept for interviewing. Thanks, Pratik. We would like to. We just need more subscribers. So all of you out there, uh, who are friends of Pratik's or relatives, he's a subscriber. How about the rest of you become subscribers too? Okay, Pratik goes on to say, I was compelled to write this mail because Mr. Sekri made me cringe so hard Ooh. by his defense of Che and Castro in a recent oh, podcast. Oh, hi. I just couldn't take it. I don't think he realizes that his analogy of belief and firm conviction also applies to Osama bin Laden and those suicide bombers. It's an ancient thought process which believes divinity and self-righteousness of one's conscience and its conventions. Mr. Gandhi also used to believe. Here he's not talking about Rahul, he's talking about Mohandas. <laughs> so many to choose from. Mr. Gandhi also used to believe in it and Mr. Ambedkar refuted it very beautifully. And Anand nods in agreement. Sagely. <laughs> Conscience and convictions are largely shaped by social conditioning, so there is nothing special about it by itself. Mr. Sekri's defense of St. Teresa also made me uncomfortable. Well, I don't refer to her as a saint, just want to point out, Pratik. Uh, and his repeated mentions of historical Bharat Yatra to claim expertise on any issue is You're becoming like Shekhar Gupta. In hand is so irritating, really. Please, someone stop him from doing that. <laughs> Madhu, stop hitting me. <laughs> Anand, stop punching me. DJ, <laughs> don't punch my nose. Oh my God. Pratik, what have you done? Saying all that, Mr. Sekri is still the staff of the Hi. Punjabi and the Shaburra. About the rest of the Hafta team, Madhu ma'am needs no introduction. She is a legend. A legend, Madhu. But lately, she has stopped giving a fuck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, lately, she stopped? She is a legend. But lately, she has stopped giving a fuck. <laughs> That's why she sometimes comes off as a bit rude and unprofessional. But I like her this way. <laughs> Legends are supposed to behave in a certain way. <laughs> you don't give a fuck, Madhu. <laughs> Listen, legend, legend makes me feel that I need a casket. Please don't call me that. <laughs> but it's don't, okay. You don't, don't kill me before fuck. I'm dead. No, I don't give a fuck is legendary. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. But please don't call me a legend. I feel like someone is casket. No, no. Now, basket case, casket time. Miss Pal is a great addition to the show. She keeps it classy. accent classy. The views are always very solid. Very sophisticated. Because I tend to get a little crazy. No, we get a little No, look. She's a bhadra lokini. I tend to go on the crazy. And I tend to go on the like, you know, whether we should investigate her death before. She gives a traditional, considered, considered, journalistic, proper view. Which is why she's here. <laughs> <laughs> she, we need people, we need people like her to control us. Wait till Pratik comes to Anand. <laughs> oh my God. Miss <laughs> Pal is a great addition. She keeps it classy. Her views are a bit predictable. On social issues, she sounds just like a white liberal. No judgment, just an observation. 
Mr. Scientist Ranga Uncle is the unpredictable one. Ranga Uncle provides much needed intellectual diversity in the panel and sometimes takes shit from other panelists for that. <laughs> <laughs> Anand, have you ever given you shit? <laughs> I agree, our peanut butter is a little low and it's kind of dark brown, but hell. Ayyo. He lacks nuance. <clears throat> something that makes, but makes it up by being innovative. On issues of religion, he seems like a Hindu apologist who compensates by being an Ambedkar Bhakt. Though his criticism, or should I say trolling of Islam, is very genuine. Any comments, Anand? No, I think I he's mean, genuine on all of these fronts, yeah. Yeah, not course. just when he's trolling. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just a misunderstood. He's just. Uh, what was that? Um, what was that movie? Uh, and a beautiful Hugh mind. Grant and uh, Rambo. Oh, I'm just a boy standing just in front of a reader oh, yeah. asking oh, yeah. him yeah. to love her. me. Oh. Not just a Julia boy. Roberts. Julia Notting, Roberts. Notting yeah. Hill. Yeah. Notting, Notting Hill. Hill. Notting the Hill. original was I'm just a girl standing yeah. in front uh, of a boy asking yeah. him to love her. So Pratik, her. Yeah, exactly. so that's I'm just what, a, yeah, he's just yeah. a writer standing in front of you saying yeah. I'm genuine. Love yeah. me. Miss Pandey is the one with real groundwork so her views don't have much jargon. She's also very politically correct which makes it difficult to form an opinion on her. I have few doubts about your marketing model but Newsland feels more like a moral statement than a business one. So I would skip that. Keep doing the good work. Mia, jo business morality se na chale, wo business nahi, wo dhanda hota hai. Ar ham dhanda nahi, business karte hain morality ke saath. Kaisa laga dialogue? Solid. Bajao tali. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the spot tha, he prepared nahi tha. Mind you. This was very good. Anumal le kitra, yon aiti un, yon aiti. Matlab, jaisi aso raha, tada, tak, tada, tak. Aag laga dega, aag laga dega. Yeh to aag laga dega, yeh tune, yeh gana aag laga dega. Okay, I just like to end with Two pieces of news. One uh, is about the Janardhan Reddy's driver. Not his driver. The driver of a uh, Sarkari, Sarkari guy who was guy investigating. There who committed suicide and left a note that he was aware of 100 crores has been laundered for this wedding. And I mean, I thought it was big. And just like that guy who mysteriously committed suicide during the Reliance days on who was found on the tracks, mm. that story found one little blurt and then it vanished. I'm fascinated. Had we more money, I would have loved to send two journalists to Chennai. The return ticket of which is around, I think, 10,000, if not 20. It's, it's yeah, an expensive ticket. So if anyone I, wants to contribute to this story... This is something that has to be chased. If yeah. you can contribute for... Uh, the story, you can so write somebody, to us. And there's a story. Uh, write to us and uh, how much would we need for I this I think story? for this story, I'd like two journalists to be there for a month. Uh, for, not for, sorry, for about uh, like eight days at least. Ten days, to really yeah. Eight, ten days. So how per much day kharcha for two journalists would be 15 grand a day. So, you know, that's like 50 plus going. This story would need about lakh 80 just to go and come back. Okay. And I'm not talking about their salaries and stuff, just the travel and stay okay, there. So, so there are a couple of people on Twitter. We need to raise 1 lakh 80 for, for this, this story. story. So if you believe in good journalism, let's work out a way that you can contribute to this. Because a driver of a Sarkari officer died in his suicide note claiming that this Reddy brothers had laundered 100 crores through this guy and because he knew about it, his life was at risk and he was under pressure and he died and that's it and that's the end of the story and like that reliance guy who died that was the end of that story i read somewhere that apparently his family is not uh, taking his body now because of uh, yeah complications what does that mean they don't Again, want his body like these are these little blurbs that come out that nobody questions any further that it's just an update that was sent out so this is an in it, it's a Terribly tragic and intriguing story. And I I hope somebody goes into it. In, uh, somebody, you know, one of the news agencies that are done. It needs to be done. It needs to be done, really. Um, okay, now let's just end with this time person of the year. 
for those of you who don't know, Time every year has a person of the year, and they have one where they ask people to poll, and because there are more people in India online than probably the population of USA, <laughs> really. Diaspora ki jai. And uh, I remember Amitabh Bachchan became the uh, actor of the millennium. Yes. You remember that in fact, years in fact, ago? last year I have this Indian Express piece. Arvind Kejriwal <laughs> was Time Magazine's poll of the most influential people. He was above. Uh, I think Time Modi. Magazine is going to stop doing these polls when they realize that the Indians are the I'm largest number of uh, people who will vote. But um, how big a deal is it? Trump and Modi. Why are we so keen to be the person of the year in the West? I think one thing. Explain. Let's talk about the person of the year first. Uh, when Time Magazine uses uh, makes a person of the year chooses a person of the year it does not necessarily mean that that person is good all right so they've had hitler as person of the yes. year osama bin laden they've had osama bin laden as a person of the year no, really? that's true. Yeah, yeah not because they admire that person or the board of the they time have an impact yeah it's it's a it's an impact whether it's positive or negative so that settles that on the similarity between donald and uh and uh, narendra. narendra modi i think that is best answered that if i tweet a story about donald trump a negative story about donald trump for example that woman who took him on on his twit uh, on mm, twitter yes. and ranted and and told him ticked him off when i posted that the response i get are from people who are pro modi supporters saying you liberals get used to it he's now elected you mm. see the connection hmm it's the basically anti liberal the so when thing. anyone writes anything anti donald are modi supporters take it as anti modi yes so the connection is there but you know i mean uh, in terms of uh, disregarding the ideology of both people uh, i would say uh, donald trump has more similarities in terms of his psychological profile with arvind kejriwal than that's actually interesting uh, no than, i don't uh, think so yeah I don't I, think he's so. very spontaneous impulsive he takes I don't think u turns so. i mean he's you know it's see just, the uh, way he's handled the press is very similar to narendra modi he he just doesn't give a fuck he doesn't give a damn about the press arvind kejriwal does give a fuck about the press So there's a big difference. Unlike and Madhu, also, who doesn't. And, 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 and doesn't actually, actually talking about that, when that guy says that she, now she doesn't, let me tell you, I never did. <laughs> yeah, and I, that's I, a big strength. And I've known Madhu since '94, '93. I forget. She's yeah, she's never given a fuck. So it's not a new phenomenon. But you know, Madhu, what you were saying, I'd like to come back to this uh, tweet of Arvind Kejriwal to Mr. Rajdeep Sardesai. Rajdeep had, you know, said that kudos to his interview. That Aaj Tak Agenda happened, and Arvind was there, and he used that platform to rip apart BJP and with Gadkari sitting there. And he said, "Very nice of Arvind to take all questions and this that." One thing about Arvind, he never comes with conditions that I will only answer X, Y, Z. Mm. If he's, if he's, but Kajri. So Rajdeep gave this very patronizing, very well done. आपने बहुत you don't have any questions. You know, you don't you take all questions, sir. <laughs> Kejriwal tweeted, "Rajiv, you should also treat all your quests equally. Whereas you treat Sonia Ji with kid gloves, you almost mock lesser mortals like me." <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was a searing one. And this is something that I do find, and you know, at the risk of, again, you know, sounding like I'm partisan, the way people are willing to treat a little like Arvind, because you know there are no consequences. It's not like it would be. I would like to see one person have the balls to talk to Ar- uh, Amit Shah like that, in spite of the way Amit Shah. 
spoke to Rahul Kamal in one interview earlier, and we have seen other BJP leaders. The way they start talking to the journalist. If I was a journalist, I'd say, don't talk to me like that. Yeah, yesterday, for example, at Aaj Agenda. Tak Agenda Aaj tak. So when Prasoon was uh, interviewing Ravi Shankar Prasad, he asked really brilliant, brilliant questions. Hard-hitting, sharp, with a smirk on his face, albeit, which Kran- these people complain about, complain about. Ravi Shankar Prasad did not answer a single question. He just went on a harangue, started lecturing journalists and journalism. I think that was the point for Prasoon to have said, listen... If you want to come to a seminar on journalism, then you can lecture us on journalism. The question I asked you was this, on demonetization, on this. So, you know, this is the thing that when you're in power, the swagger, the the sort of arrogance that I can say whatever I like hmm. doesn't work yeah. because you're not getting your message across. People are just cynically and, shrugging it. And you don't talk like that. And that's one thing I find that even in UPS time, you know, no one would have, like when this guy hammered that ANI's guys, Mike, Robert Vadra, you know, mm. are, you they, they went, are you serious? Now, imagine, and, and I, I've seen, uh, you know, after UPA lost power, someone from Rahul's cavalcade shrugged a journalist and she went on this offensive. I know for a fact how these journalists were treated when UPA was in power. They didn't have the nuts to even do chung. No, I was and in this uh, wo- economic world forum with uh, Kapil Sibyl and Vikram Chandra was was anchoring it. And he had just had this Section 66A passed. And I was letting him have it, quite frankly, I'll be honest. I was letting him have it on it. That who are you to do this to us? What what freedom of, you know, whatever. And the way Vikram Chandra was, and this was a business community. So, you know, business community doesn't like, please don't make a noise. Please don't make a hafra. Please be pleasant. Yeah, And Vikram Chandra, surprisingly, and I told him off afterwards also, and I told him on, on screen also, that why he was so embarrassed about me. He was so embarrassed that I was shooting these questions to Kapil Sibyl. And Kapil Sibyl was giving the runaround answers, much like Ravi Shankar Prasad did yesterday. And then surprisingly, only one person from the business community got up and it was... Uh, Rahul Bajaj, let me guess. No? no, Ajit Gulabchand. Oh, okay. Ajit Gulabchand said and and uh, announced that, you know, this uh, Madhu saying the right thing, he gave me support and he said, I'm glad that there's somebody from the journalistic community who has the guts to address this to you and I suggest that you were a much better lawyer because he had been hired by... Ajit Gulabchand as a lawyer in the past he says you make a much better lawyer than a politician and you have in a year and a half left I'll be welcoming you welcoming you back to the legal community <laughs> which is what happened which is what happened but I think it all boils down to the problem of access journalism right because everyone is so scared that if they say one um, opinion based a comment that the a politician doesn't like, then they won't get that next interview or that politician will go and speak to the guy that you want to talk to and tell them, you're rude, I'm such rubbish. It's a problem of access I journalism. It's access. It is consequences. No one gives a fuck about access. Arnab, if he doesn't have access, he'll have a blank chair there and then he'll shout at the chair. You know, he's <laughs> like that. He, he's like, he's truly uh, uh, from the Hindu tradition that if Ram is not Ram's standing, we'll but you know, I mean, I'm but quite, I'm just saying, yeah. I have seen physically journalists pushing um, Arvind's volunteers, saying I need a bite with him. Right. They would not have the balls to do that to Amit Shah's bodyguards, and that Absolutely. is because they know there are no consequences. It's not like he's going to send goons and get you beaten up, and there is no mm. like, and that is the history of an ABBB, NSUI Congress, and which is my problem with journalists. They don't have the fucking nuts to be journalists. 
Yes, my rent but is you over. know, I mean, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that was a good one, yeah. But you know, uh, God knows, I am absolutely no fan of Karan Thapar. Okay, mm. I detest uh, you know his kind of journalism, especially his kind of grinding of his teeth. <laughs> but you know, uh, people over the last two or three days have been playing ad infinitum this uh, his interview with Jalalita mm. and praising Jalalita. Arey, dekho kya band bajaya Karan Thapar ka. I saw that interview. I thought Jalalita was, you know, what you're talking about, Amit Shah and this thing. She was horrendously rude. Mm. I didn't find anything particularly wrong with the questions Karan Thapa was asking. No, no, but there that was a whole tonality. Yeah, yeah he but was. That, but that's the problem was the but tone. That's not only to no, Jalalita. this was particularly slimy. He looked like a slimy snake. I adore <laughs> Karan. I adore him. I think I think he gets a lot of interviews right. But this, the problem was not the questions; it was his attitude and tone. He I narrow agree. his look at it. He narrows his eyes. He shifts his shoulders to the left or the right, and then he sort of slides the question in. Like maybe it was the Rajma Zada Khali. He's just, so he's just <laughs> but, but what am I? But I would like to ask you what people are asking in that slow, slimy, soap opera way. So she should have been smarter. At that situation, he she could have been smarter. She let his attitude and approach get to him. Yeah, she could have she handled got him because she's smarter than him. She was smarter than him, uh, and she could have was very smart. I yeah, thought. and she could have handled him if she ignored his style and answered him substantially. And she could have fixed him on fact. I, I think her. I mean, I watched that interview, and I think he actually cornered her on you know, numerology, astrology, or putting additional A's and all that stuff, and her. Typical response was, "Did you go and ask Vajpayee? Uh, you know the same question. Did you go and ask Sonia Gandhi this?" So I think she was. She just she said, "Yeah, I did." But Vajpayee said, "Yeah, let's show one card. One large will be enough. The mahal is there, the weather is there." So but I think this is not particular to uh, you know. Speaking just, of his interview with Vivek Debroy, I was it was really sad. I saw that interview, and Vivek Debroy, I mean, I don't at all agree with his ideological position. But my point was purely as as someone who, if I were handling his PR, <laughs> I'd say if you're not ready for an interview, don't he, give it. He was unprepared. Why the fuck would you give he an didn't interview have when the you have? Facts. He came across, and I may like him or dislike his position, but he's not an unintelligent man. No, no, of course he's not. an extremely bright he man. He was just unprepared. Why would you say yes to an interview? That too with Karan Thapar, who you know will do that shift and say, "Ah, <laughs> Mister, you know he's going to do that." But look, you have nothing to say. Ah, sit here. Why don't you sit here? मुझे नहीं समझ आया था भाई दैट वाज द पीआर क्लास आई एम सरप्राइज्ड समटाइम्स दैट हाउ मेनी पीपल गो टू इनटू अ डिस्कशन और एन इंटरव्यू और कंडक्ट एन इंटरव्यू विदाउट एनी प्रिपरेशन आई हैव सीन पीपल हु डू इंटरव्यूज ऑन विद द ऑथर ऑन अ बुक एंड दे हैवेंट रेड द बुक एंड दे विल जस्ट दे हैव मार्क्ड पैसेजेस डन बाय सम असिस्टेंट एंड देन यू नोटिस दैट ऑल द क्वेश्चंस दैट यू आर सीइंग ऑन दैट बुक आर फ्रॉम द सेम चैप्टर बिकॉज़ द असिस्टेंट्स हैव मार्क्ड दैट and if i hear the transition phase one more time i will sit on somebody <laughs> who okay. the transition the nearest phase. person whoever <laughs> says that on trump <laughs> no, no 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 okay i we'll, have some standards <laughs> okay we got oh, but we forgot to mention one thing mm-hmm. that this time person of the year which is donald trump the cover photo Uh, bears a you know stark resemblance to the one there for hitler for hitler the chair and the shadow and everything but i, deliberate, I honestly deliberate. don't know why we care I don't know why we care about what about times poll. I don't oh. know why it makes any difference well, to anybody. Well, yeah. it's like Filmfare Awards, yeah. Li- precisely, makes no so difference to anybody. I care about anybody. the Filmfare Awards, <laughs> so I'll care about the time thing. There are lots of trivia one should. 
not sure. I enjoy it. Even I enjoy it. Is Halla Gulla Laila? Nice. Halla Gulla Laila. I like that. Halla Gulla Laila. Okay. Now, um, we'll end with this one quick mail. And after that, the stanza dedicated on behalf of the black money converters and hoarders to the Sarkar from the ghazal that is dedicated to this entire demonetization, such demonetization exercise. This letter is from Kanishk Rao. Hello, news on your team. I'm Kanishk Rao, residing in Delhi. And I've just completed my undergrad in business management from Delhi University and will be hopefully pursuing an MBA in the next next year onward. Why are you doing MBA bad MBA, Kanishk? Good. First of all, congratulations. No, no, it's good. Don't MBA. listen to it. Do it or do it. Do it or do it. Do it or do it. First of all, congratulations on Ramnath Goyanke Award. I hope the award truly sends out the message that independent media can survive without ads and keep the citizenry informed. And we Mia, need 1,80,000 to cover that story. Hand-to-mouth, Mia's survival is also a survival. मतलब कुछ ग्रोथ हो हम डेफिसिट हमारा बर्न है 20 लाख हमारा इनकम है 6 लाख डू द मैथ एनीवे खैर थैंक्स फॉर योर गुड विशेस मतलब आई थिंक न्यूज़ लॉन्ड्री सिचुएशन इज द ट्रू डीमोनेटाइजेशन इफ यू लुक एट इट नॉट द गवर्नमेंट डीमोनेटाइजेशन आज इज अ ट्रू आई अलोंग विद सम फ्रेंड्स ट्रूली अप्रिशिएट द ग्रेट वर्क यू गाइस डू एंड आई थिंक यू शुड नॉट जस्ट एम टू रीच 4000 सब्सक्राइबर्स बट रादर 100000 श्योर वी एम टू रीच मोर लेकिन फोर कम्स फर्स्ट Because just like paid media whales influence to the size of its audience, I think the same is applicable for independent media. Independent media as well. Yeah, we don't want to wield influence because that spoils us. We are just happy with our chandal chokadi every weekend and reading your mails out as long as you are sustainable. Yeah, I listen to your podcast regularly and find it both insightful and funny, which prevents it from getting boring. He wants to ask, uh, you know, in the light of the ongoing debate on whether defamation should be made a civil offence rather than a criminal one, because the status quo seems heavy in favour of powerful and wealthy. What is our view on this entire defamation debate? Should it be a criminal offence? Should it not? Will small outfits like us survive if there's defamation? Kanishk, first of all, thank you for your letter. And he, you have said that you're not a subscriber, but if you are going to do your MBA, you can subscribe. An MBA will be more expensive than two fifty rupees a month. So please do subscribe. And then when you become a rich, famous banker, then you can, you know, invest in us. But I'll just tell you my position on defamation. I think it's very important you have that, uh, not as a criminal offence, but it should be an option available to all people who are public figures otherwise news channels will just say fucking anything so he's asked have we got any letters yes we've got letters but because we were legally sound the letter wasn't followed by a case it was just a threat dekhte hain hatte hain ki nahi to humne bola thanks for your letter case karna hai to aajo saade paas the time hi time hai besides to but i think it's an option that should exist madhu I think if I'm filing the case against criminal uh, against someone who's written some lies, definitely criminal defamation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know for a fact someone I won't name which organization wrote something about you and Doc, which was not true. You didn't opt to any defamation. You said, "Chodo jao ki." Yeah, Sanu but just huh? You said Sanu ki. No, I, I said Sanu ki. But the problem is that when you don't respond, uh, people bring it up. saying that because she didn't respond or because dr trend didn't respond it it's true. true so there is that thing that i have learned from that that one must respond if it's untrue you have to establish that you've objected to it as untrue um today there is a big problem that i'm seeing on facebook and and recently in the last 2 3 days Lit- i know that it's a lie that a minister spent 55 crores on his daughter's wedding hmm. i was at that wedding 55 crores it was like Quite frankly, a rich Punjabi family wedding. Bro, bus. I mean, मतलब rich Punjabi family. मतलब in that case, Madhu, I hope you didn't have the black label. It was fake. 
Yeah, it was fake. <laughs> because it no self-respecting like rich Punjabi. Yeah, fake. Other than the first it two bottles. It was like that. Because the first two bottles, people can tell after that, mm. you serve them toddy also. Exactly. Mm. So it was n- certainly not. It's just been hyped because of that wedding in Reddy and who sent that many crores. I think it's such an impossible figure. And it wasn't that kind of a wedding. It was a family wedding. It was a noisy, loud Punjabi wedding. That's it. Now, it's been that lie has been floated on Facebook and all that. Do you should the minister respond? Because when he responds, it becomes an issue. If he doesn't, it's a very difficult thing. Where today this thing of kuch bhi boldo has become a bit of an extreme. Fake news is actually a story we are working on. We'll do I a long piece on that. I think it has become reached really distinctively bad levels where people are spreading rumors on, for example, uh, WhatsApp, which you can't even. Uh, but that's okay. See, if you take those for truth then you deserve to be a fool but a responsible organization wrote that it wasn't a whatsapp forward about you so what a responsible organization doing that i think they, sh- they yeah, should yeah so i think frankly but not criminal I, think, I don't think it should be criminal no i think you see criminal borders on some difficulty because when it is used as a political tool against yeah. a person who's giving uh, views against the establishment or political party that does become a problem for that i don't agree i don't think there should be criminal defamation right uh, i think the uh, it should be left to the court to decide if it is something so detrimental and so bad that it's, it's damaged people's lives, which has happened by news organizations such mm. as that one which Sudhir Chaudhary conducted and destroyed that woman's life. I think that is deserves uh, uh, some uh, criminal, criminal, consequences. <laughs> con- con- criminal consequences. But on reputation or whatever, even that sometimes deserves. So I would say I would agree with you. Okay. Uh, anyone has a view? Yeah, you know, for a very long time, I held an opinion, which is that uh, leave alone criminal, it should not even be a civil offense. Oh, really? For a very long time. You are not going to be a Arvind Kejriwal. Yeah, that's true. Sorry, I, I, I almost <laughs> forgot. That was great. I, I, I <laughs> got into a shock. But <laughs> no, quickly recovered. Uh, my my uh, thesis was based on, uh, you know, the views of Judge Joe Black. He's a great judge, American judge, and you know, based on the First Amendment. And his thing was that even defamation violates the First Amendment. Okay, he was to that extreme, right? But then I realized that 50, 40, 60 years ago, what were the avenues for slandering? You know, there were probably me- very few media, and they were largely responsible media. Right now, every second person, if he wants to slander, is the media he, he has a he has every a every Twitter profile has is a, a channel. Right, exactly. You see, so now I am for. I mean, I'm definitely not for criminal, but I can accept a civil uh, defamation suit. So here's the thing, right? The law that when we're talking about a law, it's a law that has to apply for all cases, right. and that's the central problem with figuring this out. Because the bottom line is, like we know from what has happened with the journalist Gauri Lankesh, she has been found guilty. Because she could not, she did not or could not um, reveal her sources. That's essentially what has happened. Also, she she was asked to give evidence yes. what her, what what she had based her story on. Yes, that she were, should have done. Which were t- uh, things that were told to her apparently by certain sources that she did not want to disclose. Mm-hmm. Um, in that circumstance, now is she being targeted because she is anti BJP? Is she being targeted because her piece was badly reported? These are these are now gray areas which are in the phase of the court. Now, I don't think that this should happen, quite frankly. Journalists should be responsible for journalism. 
we should be taking responsibility for putting the right thing out there. This should not be the work of a judge. This should not be the work of the legal case. Of course, that's an idealistic scenario. But I think the central problem, particularly in India, is that we don't take responsibility. Mm. There are there are agencies and publications that are happy to put out completely Any unverified rubbish, absolutely. information. And also, I mean, can I add, you know, you, you mentioned the journalists, but, you know, for example... I would have to, uh, uh, you know, uh, put a rider on what I've just said in the light of, you know, this murthal rape, horrendous incident where mm. the journalist just cooked it up. Mm. Uh, you that's know. very disputed, by the way. So oh, we're going it? to have an article okay. on this. Right. We're working on this. It is a little complicated, which is why I don't want to talk about it right now. Right, right, right. Um, but it is more complicated than it seems. Okay. I was hoping we'd have time to discuss the Marlon Brando uh, story. But anyway, maybe oh, next and time. The, and the anthem and thing. That and the anthem, we have, the an, right. we have an adventure. Oh yes, sorry. Okay, before we, we okay. So I went I'm sorry. Anand. This has to be a longer podcast simply because <laughs> no. the the nation needs to know. <laughs> okay, so Anand, as you guys uh, who follow him on Twitter said, he will not stand because he found this judgment ridiculous. Of you know uh, that you have to stand before a film uh, is screened. Uh, is screened. The national anthem will play. So he said this is ridiculous against individual liberties. So I will not stand. And like a chutia, maybe man gets a lawn and chalta. Chal film dega niku. Or maybe chuhe ki tana cheese deke. Haan dek. Chal aja. Toh maa film dekhne paunch ke anand ke saath. Kaya popcorn khaega niku. Chale popcorn pepsi khaega. Yaan bet ja. Achha, ab national anthe baja toh maa. No, usse pehle wo film division ki bheet bhi aai thi na. Haan, why do you tell? That was, I was fast. It's a new development. Anand, please tell us. Propaganda. Yeah, so you had this film on Patel. पिटेंगे या कोई कुछ बोलेगा फिर एफ आई आर लॉज होगी फिर केस लड़ेंगे फिर रिवर्स करेंगे दैट वॉज इज प्लान बेसिकली फॉर ऑल ही इज नॉट जूंग रॉन्ग मूवी देन सो वील गोट फॉर दंगल ठीक है पार्टनर वेंट फॉर अराइवल वेंट फॉर अराइवल सो बट एवरी ऑन गॉट अप बट नॉट ओनली डिड नो वन टिक अस ऑफ The people behind us. Hi, if you're listening, nice seeing you. Yeah. He's saying, "Aren't you Anand and Abhinandan from News Laundry?" We said, "Yeah." Oh, good meeting you. We really follow your work. Very nice. They were the think tank. So I said, "Na pite upar se." I should have said, "Are you a subscriber?" <laughs> if you're listening, you should. Have I thought Aditi Mittal's comment was the best. Which is? She said, "Oh ho!" All this time I thought Vico was the national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I just found that entire propaganda piece before, and I do think that the government is testing. Desh kitna chuti hai. देखते हैं हाउ मच कैन वी पुश देम एंड दे विल कीप सेइंग वेरी नाइस वेरी नाइस सलाम साहब एंड वी आर मोस्ट पीपल आर गोइंग क्वाइट फार सो फार यू नो हियर्स द थिंग दैट 5 मिनट फिल्म ऑन पटेल आई वुड हैव वॉचड इट ऑन यूट्यूब आई वुड हैव यू नो बीन बिकॉज़ आई ओके आई नो इवन इफ आई डिडंट नो एनीथिंग अबाउट पटेल आई वुड हैव लाइक्ड सीइंग दैट फिल्म बट फॉर हेवन सेक यू गो एंड वॉच लेट्स से एन एडल्ट फिल्म और यू नो दीस सॉन्ग्स एंड आइटम सॉन्ग्स उससे पहले यार इट्स सो जारिंग व्हाई वुड यू इट्स रिडिकुलस बट ही टोल्ड अबाउट द आयरन मैन ऑफ इंडिया बिफोर वाचिंग बीफिक्रे टुमारो मॉर्निंग विजय दिग्विजय सिंह सेड इन पार्लियामेंट ही टोल्ड वेंकैया नायडू 
that you're the goobles of Narendra Modi. Oh, really? Yeah. So, uski shakal mein aise kare, goobles, goobles so, kone. Is that good or bad? Goobles bola? Goobles. Aisa ganda baad bola. And Rajnath Singh was, Rajnath Singh was prompting him throughout his speech, ki ye bhi bolo, wo bhi bolo. So, he looked at Rajnath Singh. I think Rajnath Singh said, sab thik hai, koi baat nahi. Kadi nina. I was thinking, Digvijay Singh is Sunil Dutt the Jat, saying, you are the goobles. Gobal's bola, gali diya. Chhodega nahi. Aiyo. Ab pakade rakhega. Okay, enough, enough of this ethnicity jokes. Just line. remember he's half tam. That's all. Yeah, I'm half tam, so I'm allowed. And so we leave you now with the last stanza of this ghazal, which goes out from all the people are going to be investigated soon by the tax authorities for depositing. Oh, recommendation. All the money, and after that, come back for the recommendations. रिश्तों अब तो सोने दो शब फुरकत का जागा हूँ फरिश्तों अब तो सोने दो कभी फुरसत में कर लेना हिसाब आहिस्ता Perfect fit, I tell you. So audits later. <laughs> right now, recommendations. <laughs> Anand, yours. Yeah, yeah. Today is a special recommendation because I'm actually writing a piece on it. It's almost written. Excellent. So I'm not going to reveal everything about it, but just tell you that this is a remarkable paper that appeared in Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, USA, which says says that um, cesarean section deliveries is leading to is changing the course of human evolution. And it's remarkable because what they're saying is that uh, the human brain is so big, it's three times, it's evolved to three times the size in two and a half million years, that a lot of babies simply cannot pass through the pelvic, you know, and wow, the birth canal. Fascinating. So what happens is that you are giving birth to a baby through C-section. Those babies would normally would have died, succumbed, are actually surviving. Not only that, they're passing the genes of the mother, which are responsible for a smaller pelvis. So what uh, you know, this is very interesting. What is going to happen is that in uh, in to take this logical end, logical you end, will not be able to you, give natural. You birth will not eventually. be able to give natural birth. But there is a nice twist to it. So wait for my piece. Yeah, very I don't nice. buy that. I'll no, no, this is yeah, Madhu. This oh, is no, no, scientifically. No, it's scientifically scientists. Uh, you know, for ten years, my father didn't drink red wine or eat red meat, and poor fellow was having steamed fish at two minutes to seven and passed away. And then after he passed away, they told red wine and all this is good for you. So you scientists keep changing your mind. So I don't buy that. The thing about the cesareans, I do want to point out that when my daughter was pregnant, there's a, I forget the name, but an American comedian, a stand-up comedian, wrote a very funny book about her pregnancy and delivery. And she wrote about her mother, who was my age, who is my age, and she says, "I love everything about these baby boomers, but except their attitude on cesareans, because <laughs> I am a flag waver for natural childbirth." And my both daughters were like cesarean. It's much more. It's painless and this and that. And I was like, no way, natural, natural, natural. The thing is that cesareans, when decisions are taken for not for medical reasons, but for convenience, so that the gynecologist doesn't have to come in the middle of the night, so that the person, woman who's a working mother, working to mother to be, will be able to get back. These are decisions which are taken 
only for convenience and that affects and cesarean, the, there will be, and please check before you write your article, the ill effects of cesareans. Yes. And what happens? But Madhu, so please keep that in mind. Sure, but you know, I mean, if you and as far as the big brains are concerned, uh, trust the woman's body. They, I have seen babies with huge heads, and the mothers can manage it. But I mean, just to say, uh, this is real life report. Right, you know, so fifty years ago, one in twenty women in in the states underwent the C-section. Now it's three in four. Wow. Okay. And in America, so, in India, it's higher. It's for the in, same non-medical decisions. No, in urban India, sure. I'm sure rural is not higher. No, not, no, in urban India, but it's non-medical decisions. Sure, but I don't have a position on this subject of delivery and giving birth. Uh, uh, your I, suggestions? I, think, um, I do have a suggestion, but uh, what is quite interesting to me in connection to what Anand was I'm saying... I'm sure this is written by men. Uh, Madhu, this is a, a very prestigious journal, one of the I'm highest ranked journals. I'm not Madhu impressed. Madhu is not at all impressed with Anand. Not impressed. Can't wait for the argument next week in Hafta about this one. But um, what is intriguing to me is that they have actually apparently made certain developments towards being able to gestate an embryo inside a man. Yes. So um, if uh, women physiologically... Uh, move towards not being able to produce babies and men instead do this, this will be an interesting future, worthy of a sci-fi situation. Your um, recommendation? Is it, I so do your indeed. recommendation, Anand, is that... Uh, so this is, yeah, uh, it is the paper and okay. my piece that would come out. Wait, wait, okay. Sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> I would like to uh, recommend the article on the subject that we weren't able to discuss because we didn't have enough time. The infamous butter sequence from Last Tango in Paris, which... Uh, now there is a controversy about because there's the cinematographer who's turned around and said that nothing of the sort happened, whereas Schneider, the actress, had um, previously said this as well, and it has now come. It came to light again because Bertolucci pretty much admitted to having made her go through a fake rape scene, as in the scene was not. She wasn't actually raped in the process of filming the scene, but the scene was sexual. Um, forcing anal sex upon a woman and she was just made to do it without being told that this is what the setup is or anything of that sort. Uh, it is a, it is a disgusting and horrible, horrible reflection of how young women were exploited and it's not just in Hollywood or foreign films essentially. It's worth keeping in mind that Rekha accused Bishojit Bengalis, I tell you. Um, Bishujit, and I've forgotten the name of the director, but this was a film that she was doing with him. It was her second or third film. And the director and Bishujit decided it would be nice to have a spontaneous reaction from her if she was not told that Bishujit was just going to grab her and kiss her. They did do that. And of course, that's not the same as the butter scene, but it is a sign of just... Uh, apparently, till uh, Rekha landed up at the sets of Dayawan... She didn't know that there's a kissing scene with Vinod Khanna and that time she, he was a star and she was nothing. Mm. It happened. Although on this Madhuri Dikshit, you mean? Madhuri, what did I say? Rekha. Rekha, sorry. Madhuri Dikshit, ah. uh, So your suggestion is a piece? This is the article in which Maria Schneider, uh, in which Bernardo Bertolucci admitted to it and I'm also going to um, suggest the link in which the cinematographer says it didn't happen because you should have both sides of the story. Right. But uh, yeah, do read Bertolucci's admission. an interesting Indian context to it, uh, the Panjana, which is that before the gruesome some Nirbhaya incident and Justice Verma's hmm. you know uh, amazing report, report on it um, uh, non-penile penetration was, was not, not, was not even rape, considered yeah. rape yeah. in fact there were 
many other problems with the earlier law. Madhu, uh, you your know, um, suggestion? I'm of the generation who saw Last Tango with Paris when it first came out. And it was, in some sense, uh, quite a revolutionary film. Sure. And very controversial. Uh, Maria Schneider was a gorgeous god. And I say was because she ended up killing herself. Yes. Um, she was traumatized by that scene. Yes. Uh, she has said in interviews that she was not told what to expect. Um, it was a conspiracy between uh, Brando, Brando and, and, Bertolucci, yeah. and Bertolucci. It's a beautifully shot film, but it was... Uh, disturbing. It, very disturbing. Mm. Very, very disturbing. And um, I think it's it was, in my opinion, gr grossly unfair for the sake of art situation that yeah. you do everything. This happened in um, uh, Bandit Queen when Shekhar Gupta asked... Uh, Seema, Biswas. Seema Biswas to be uh, completely nude and be paraded in front of the the other bandits. the villagers which happened to um, and Devi mm. and he wanted to do it real that actually have her strip and, and walk through the thing and Seema objected she said she was not going to do it and I remember talking to Shekhar Gupta about, uh, Shekhar Kapoor about it when it happened I think I wrote a piece on it somewhere whatever um, in context to that, I was I had met him, and he was really upset with Seema. <laughs> that what kind of an actress is this? That she won't uh, walk around naked. Yeah, she won't walk around naked. And I think it was her prerogative. Seema's a real in I mean, she is a fantastic, genuine National School of Drama graduate, a real actress, and she pretty much gives everything to her role. But I think she drew the line, and I think that I respect that that she refused to do it. It's absolutely the actor actor's choice. Do you want to be naked? Are you comfortable with it? Do you consent to it? It's as simple as that. If you consent to it, keep your clothes on, keep your clothes off. That's fine. And also in an Indian context, an Indian actress, I think it's a different position slightly in Europe and different even in America. In America, they still make a big deal about nudity. In Europe, they don't. It's nothing. Mm -hmm. And in India, I think it's more than making a big deal. It, it stamps the actress in a way that she will rarely recover. Yeah. So, do you have a suggestion, Madhu? Well, I'm week? reading Choices uh, by uh, Shiv Shankar Menon, so I don't have time to read anything else. I've been reading some articles on uh, this big thing that's flooding the net on intel how artificial intelligence is going to change everything in our work lives and think lives and everything. So, I'll give you a list of those. Right. Okay. Um, well, I have just one suggestion this week for you guys. i just like you to subscribe. That is my suggestion. Click on the link below and subscribe so that I can stop spending all my time in Excel sheets and presentations and trying to make this viable in impossible circumstances and get back to focusing on content, which is what where my first love is. So please do subscribe and support us so that we can grow and uh, I can read and suggest stuff to you guys. <laughs> I like that. It's the bleakness <laughs> in your voice right now. It's natural. फॉलो ऑस ऑन फेसबुक ट्विटर एंड इंस्टाग्राम and subscribe to our YouTube channel